Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to part two of our lovely chat with Christine Vachon. If you haven't heard part one yet, pump the brakes, go back to the feed, listen to part one. And if you have listened to part one, I'll step aside and let you enjoy. I wanted to ask you about um, queer cinema. Mm -hmm. And I often hear you being asked about it. And do you feel like you are a spokesperson for it? Or do you think that that's not a role that... Um... You know, I, I it used to really bug me when a lot of like you know queer actors or directors or writers um, would say, "I consider myself, you know, a writer first or an artist first, and then mm. you know I'd be like, "Oh, come on, just like own who you are." Mm. But I also think that um, you know I think that there's a nostalgia a little bit for that period in the early 90s when um, uh, people were making those movies, mm. but when people were, were making the movies that we think of now as the new queer cinema or mm. or as old queer cinema, yeah. mm. um, but what people are taking out of that equation is the sense of urgency that was the, the AIDS crisis, right. and that people were telling these stories because they were they had a sense of urgency that if they didn't mm. if they didn't tell their story now they'd never have the opportunity to mm. so that has so that that has so colored everything so much mm. i think to to how i view the history of what we call queer cinema mm. now i think you know i think because one of the ways in which i was able to start my career was because i recognized in so, at some level that um, that if you made a movie just for the queer audience and you made it for the right amount of money, mm. they would show up and you could make your money back, which mm. was crazy empowering. Yeah. You know, and people were so desperate to see themselves on screen that, you know, they'd go see something like Poison, which was very, very experimental. And I remember standing outside of the Angelica where it broke records that weren't beaten for years and seeing a lot of, you know, Boys coming out of there going, what the? <laughs> what was that movie? <laughs> yeah. Like, you I just wanted to see some boys kissing. Right. What was all that other stuff? That's funny. So, you know, but so that whole notion of underserved audiences was really, mm. um, was incredibly empowering. Mm. And now, of course, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's, 
you can decide you want to watch you want to watch a a queer movie, but it has to be you know checked off these six boxes, and you'll probably find it. Yeah, you mm. know? yes, but do you, but with shows like HBO doing Euphoria, like right, and that is so queer in right. every way. Like, do you think that is a, an exciting new future, or do you think that's just an anomaly? I think I think that there is a there is a push right now to try to be very very inclusive mm. and to tell these different stories and like everything i mean look it's the 20th anniversary of boys don't cry mm. and the new york times did a piece about that was basically like well could you make could you make it with a an actor who isn't oh, right. transgender today yeah right and um and there was, you know, I, I think it's the first of several articles that are going to come out about the movie. And look, I, I'm delighted we were involved in a film that people are still talking about 20 years later. Yeah, an extraordinary um, film. But I, but I also think it's, you know, it's an interesting conversation, mm. you know? Um, because the thing is, it, it's, for me, I, all those conversations about, um, are about, comes down to money, that, you know, the, 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 why, you, why you need... Um, a non-trans actor, a non-whatever actor, right. to play something is because there aren't enough trans actors who are well known enough to actually for the right. you know to mm. to finance the thing or to for the people who are giving the money to feel confident that right. they're going to get a return. So what you have to do is have more things with trans people in so that they right. become more famous, so that we cover. You know what I mean? Mm. so there's a a you have to kind of take a chance sometimes to make the balance that's right uh, swing over yeah but do you feel that do you think it would have been made with that with a star who wasn't trans now but, um i don't know mm. you know i don't really have that crystal ball and i also that story was very much of its time mm. yeah you know it was and also hillary nobody knew who hillary nobody was. knew who hillary was yeah, oh really oh, okay star. sorry no. i thought she was a bit of a star no no right. she'd had at that point in her career i believe she had had what they call an arc on 90210. <laughs> wow. And she had been in Karate Kid 3 or 4. Yeah. Oh. But that was it. I mean, I do think it was really important to have an actor play that part who <clears throat> nobody knew so yeah, that you could your find. experience as an audience member was, yes. you know, a stranger comes to town. Who is yes. that? Well, yeah, because so lots of in my job like I'm a director you know people say oh well can, can a straight person play a gay role and can a gay person play a straight role and you know like I genuinely don't have the answer you know what I mean it's uh, like they do all the time all the time yeah but also I think my thing about that is that I I think if you're not convincing in anything then you shouldn't play it do you know what well, I mean well right and sure. that's what I think sometimes I do get a little pissed off when some gay actors or queer actors sort of say oh blah 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 my career you know ended because oh, yeah. I came out and I didn't get this part and I think well maybe you weren't very good in those parts right, and that's why right. you didn't get them or right. maybe that you know don't, I think I, I, I found that um, some people aren't very convincing at playing straight that's mm. you know that's just the way it is and so they shouldn't Listen, I was you know, terrible but do, do you think that do you think Brokeback would be made today, or, or would there not be a conversation about it? So what would the hook be? I just you know I just don't know. It's uh, I feel like you know there's um, but there's also look I was about to say right now it feels like you you have to yeah. you know you have to 
it's sort of a narrow, it's so easy to feel like, oh, you went off in the wrong direction and your community comes down on you. Mm. But that was happening when we, back when we made Swoon. Mm. We were boycotted and picketed, etc. Really? Yes, because it was, that was the time where there was an obsession around the notion of positive images mm-hmm. and that because, because there was this whole, you know, everyone was dying. There was this whole thing of like, well, the country's allowing us to die because they don't know that we're actually just like them. Mm. And then if you do a movie about two, you know, two men who are lovers who kill a small child, Mm. then, you know, you're feeding into the demonic... See their point. (laughs) But I was like, you know, everyone has their own idea of a positive image, you know, and... But also there's the the sense of, like, breadth for gay stories as well, right? Which I I imagine the timing was the timing, but I I think... Because it's funny when you say that about that particular point in time, because someone was saying to me the other day, I was in a meeting, and they were like, oh, can't we just have some happy gay stories? But that's exactly right. what was being said. That's right. To you back then. So it is like the more it changes, the more it stays Ex- the same. Exactly. Mm. And also, what I think what you're saying is really that you want to be authentic and do what you want to do when when you want to do it. That's and right. Tell the stories that you feel are important at that time. And I, I, mm. I've noticed again having this production company go in these meetings when they say, "Well, really, they're looking for this now. They're looking, you know, we're right. this thing that I think is really great. It's a bit too dark. They're looking for more uplifting stories right now." And blah, blah, blah. Blue skies. Yes, mm. exactly. Yeah, is that and what they say. Blue skies. Yeah. Yeah. It's really. Oh. It's it, you just feel it sort of. Uh, again, it's those people in the rooms who are just making these sort of decisions, and I guess they poll their audiences. And I actually think what's the things that. What, what, the films that you're talking about that we're looking back on are, are films that were authentic stories made, uh, people really wanting to tell them at that time yeah yeah and do and you it, have that as you, do you have a sort of set of values when you're sitting with your business partner to go it just we've got to love it or just we da 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 I mean we say all those things I guess one of the things we try and figure out is what makes a movie makeable mm-hmm. and is it is it a director with a track record that's mm-hmm. often the easiest mm-hmm. right yeah um, but those are few and far between, mm. you know. Um, then is it um, is it a story that feels very compelling and compelling enough to cross borders? Like, is there could it work internationally as well as here? Is there a part in it that's going to attract um, an actor of a certain stature? You know, for example, sometimes it's hard to do an ensemble piece. Because an actor's thinking, well, if I'm going to go be in your stinky indie, um, like, I want it to be my stinky indie. Right. You know? I don't want to, like, come in for two days. I want to, you know? Mm. So that's, so those are the thing, you know, like, is it, is it about something that feels zeitgeisty? Is it, um, those are always the things we kind of try to, Mm. and sometimes we really love something, but we just see how hard it's going to be. And we just have to decide if we can put our resources Mm. into it or not. Right. You know? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What other ones have made, what other ones have been moneymakers for you? Um, God, you know, sometimes we make some money at the initial sale. Yeah. Uh, you know, everything we ever did for Miramax or the Weinstein Co. was like, you know, didn't matter how much money it made. Wow. Uh, so you never saw the money. Never, right. never, never, ever. No, because um, it was paying for investigations by a black yeah, box exactly. into Roland Cube. For black cube. <laughs> I remember that when I got a, 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 I did a dimension film, and it was um, which is their other arm and uh, of Miramax, and the. I remember this when the film hit certain, you know, that thing went certain yes. number of millions. You got more money, and it did all these things, and they still managed to right. say, wow. "Oh well, we didn't mean to include Canada." Or something, you know what I mean? Right. It, has kind of, it has to be blah blah as well. And it was just, I just thought, why do they even do these things? Yeah. yeah. But it's, it becomes a thing, it's like how big your trailer is, you know, how many points you're going to get at 100 million or mm. whatever. It's things that are just sort of businessy accoutrements, but they don't actually mean anything. No, they mm. don't. My friend Adam said something the other day about, um, we're talking about this, this, this idea, this thing he's written, which is hilarious. It's a, it's a bank heist film, but it's, it's a sperm bank. <laughs> and um, it's Isn't so it good, great? and it's got and it's the sperm of this sort of special sperm place in Seattle, where it's Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, <laughs> you know, all these people's sperm, uh, you know, Obama, all these kind of great men, and then these um, radical lesbian activists decide to steal it. But we're, we're like this; these people are interested because they said it's like a, it's like a. A female buddy movie, right? You know? And that's like that's what they want right now. And uh, and I said to him, you know, I just want to check those characters. He goes, it's even better; they're all queer. Like, <laughs> and, um, and he and he, he had this interesting conversation where he said, you know, being a gay white man is not part of diverse no. anymore. That's not what you know what I mean. We're out of that sort of. Um, it's not enough. <laughs> I feel that because I was he, in a room. I I someone. I was in a room with a a casting director and a producer, right? And the casting director shut the door in between like a casting and went, well, isn't this exciting? You know, three gay men making something together. And I went, this has been going on for years. Yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is not part of the revolution, just a flag. No back here, yeah. darling. Yeah. <laughs> gay, men, gay men run entertainment. Like, come on. It's hilarious. It is funny, That's isn't funny. it? That's funny. Well, yeah. my favourite analogy that I heard somebody use for uh, producing, mm. um, and I can't credit them because I can't remember who it was, but they said producing is like throwing the most uh, extravagant party in the world, not being invited, and then being handed the bill for it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I'd say that's, that's, that's kind great. of what it's like. Yeah. You, you said a wonderful thing in your book that um, has always stayed with me, the um, Killer Life book. Oh, yeah. Which, because 
I love how pragmatic you are. Like I think there's, I'm obsessed with people who are brilliant, but also extremely pragmatic and like, no, it's simple, just do this. You know, they don't try and create a kind of mythology. screen of mythology around right, creativity right. and all of that. Cause I think it's so, it stops people doing it, right, you know, and I think- makes me nuts. Yeah, yeah, and, but you said you have this test for whether you should work with a director. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you know this test, no, so whether you work with a director? What is, it's, is, uh, what I said was, and this is true, like we don't make mistakes too often, but every now and then we do, and we get like that, that psycho director from hell. Mm. And then there you are, you're on the train with them, and it's like, <laughs> what do you, like, you know, and turning to each other going, how do we get off? And it's yeah. like, you can't, <laughs> you can't get off. So we have, keep saying to each other, what's the test we could give to a director mm. to make sure that they are actually sane enough to work with? We came up with a test with just one question, which is, do you have a relationship with another living thing? And it can be, you know, an animal, a plant that's been kept alive, a significant other, something that shows that you have the ability to sustain Uh a relationship, because you'd be surprised. hmm. A lot of the ones that are completely out of their minds, Mm. you will, you dig a little and you find out they don't. That's yeah, fascinating. it's always stayed with me to for anything in life. You yes. know, it's just yeah. to like keep an eye on like, do they have friends or do they keep their friends? You know, that's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a you good know. way to put it. I mean, look, I feel like what my job really is is to try and create an environment that allows people to do their best work. Right. And you know, be as honest and tra- you know, we talk about transparency all the time. But what I mean by that is at every level, so that you know, everybody feels like. Maybe we don't have everything we want on this movie, but you're not, it's not a shifty situation. Mm. Like, you know, you know, every, we're being straight with everybody yeah. about, mm. uh, about what, you know, what our resources are and what we're using them for. Yeah. That's, that, for example, remember what I was going to say about treating your life. I'm about to go into, you know, starting the process of doing this thing with Jennifer again, where we direct the film together again. And the, I've always really enjoyed being directed by or directing with another person because mm. what it does is it opens out you have to have a conversation mm-hmm. you know you can't just do it psychically so you have to actually say things in front of other people and therefore it opens the circle mm. and I think that's what is lacking sometimes with with one person the director as right. God that you don't have this mm. you don't have it doesn't feel like everyone's involved in the in the in the or even cognizant of what the mm. process is and so my favorite things have always been being directed by two people really yeah that's interesting and I think I think say for Todd for example who you know obviously I think is a fantastic director his um, he certainly directs on his own but he is so secure that he does not get defensive about other people's right. suggestions, right. Mm. which is what I think is 99% of the time, it's the insecurity that's of the director. What that's, yeah. that's why the walls go up. Yeah. yeah, or as we say, when our, the most damning thing we can say about a director is, we'll say, so how, how is so-and-so working out? We'll go, my indecision is final. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> But that's that's like I mean that tremendous. just you see that, I love that. and um, and you just see you know you see all the crew do that yeah, and yeah. it's like oh god yeah. here we go and Whoa. just that thing of I think well it's such a shame that people can't just say I don't know 
Yeah, right. I don't know the answer to exactly. that. Exactly. We've, we've invented hmm. a culture where you've yeah. got to just have a decision now. Yeah, and no, no. And a response. That's, that's and, and exactly everyone, it. Everyone has to like follow that person when you know that they haven't actually worked out, they're just too scared. Yeah. So they right. just go, oh, well, I want it to be like this. Right. And you're like, okay, well, let's all get behind that while yeah. it works out. And it's always men, though. If, I don't want to generalise, but I do think it is... Mm, we're behaving like that. Well, yeah. give us a little time to catch up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll become just as awful. It's dreadful and dumb. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a good 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks so much. Oh, such fun. That was Christine Vachon. Wasn't that lovely? Um, uh, you're, I, see, I see you've got crisps uh, there now, Christopher. Did, a little bowl. I'm showing Alan on the Where Zoom did you get those? My husband dropped in a little cream cheese what? sort of... William, your husband, he's like the Scarlet Pimpernel of snacks. He's always sort of coming in <laughs> whilst we're in the middle of an interview and giving you a gin and tonic or some crisps. Or else I see him bending we over might- doing something in the background of shot sometimes. Alan. And that's uh, not unpleasant, let me tell you. But, uh, I'll have, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it's a bit like in, um, what is it, those Disney things? Was it Tom and Jerry where you only ever saw Yes, like, the lady who was people. the cook, She was. you just see her legs. And when they were under the yes. thing, and also you know, um, Eloise at the Plaza, you know that's that's the that's that book. And was that a movie? Uh, I think it was actually it was it was a t- uh, I think it was a TV thing. I did I was in it actually. I did a voice in Eloise, one of the Eloise episodes. But she it was the that um, it, bizarrely and sort of little queer uh, moment of interest here that the person who wrote the Eloise at the Plaza books, which had a, 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 it was a, a kid's book, you know, a p- book with pictures, and you never saw the parents, mm. you only saw their legs in the back of their heads. Uh, that was written by uh, Kay Thompson, who just happens to be Liza Minnelli's um, uh, godmother. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, really? Yes, who knew? And uh, and something, I think the other person who was Liza's god was something like Ira Gershwin or something. It was something, something she's got crazy lineage, of course. It always comes back to Liza Minnelli for some reason. Well, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm also fine with that lovely chat with Christine Vachon. And uh, I'm, I, I I just love that woman. I think she's just absolutely salt of the blooming earth and uh, a total darling. And um, we'd love to know what you thought about that interview and about just anything you want to say to us, ladies and gentlemen, and those who don't define us either. And you can write to us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Where else can they contact us, Chris? At Homo Sapiens on Instagram, Alan. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can contact uh, us on at Homo Sapiens Podcast on Facebook. And now I'm going to tell you about T-shirts, Alan, because some people want them. How would I? If I, how would I win a T-shirt? How would I win a Homo Sapiens T-shirt? What would I have to do? You'd have to go to Apple Podcasts and you'd have to write us a review. And then okay. on Homo Sapiens Extra, we will read out the reviews and pick our favourite review and give them a T-shirt. And that doesn't necessarily mean our favourite, like in, uh, being nicest to us. We are very um, egalitarian. We sometimes give uh, a T-shirt to the one who's been the meanest. Mm. Just because sometimes we need to, you know, we need to live and learn. Um, also, what if I wanted to buy, uh, like, a, I don't know, like for someone's, like a Homo Sapiens sweatshirt or, mm. or T-shirt? I think or you're talking about that? merchandise there, Alan. Well, let me let me help you. You go to everpress.com forward slash Homo Sapiens. The, the website's wonderfully easy to use and it will all be to your door within a matter of minutes, I'm like sure. six months. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about it for uh, this I week's episode. I think so. See you next week for Homo Sapiens Extra and thank you for listening. Thank you, listeners. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.comslash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Powered by Spirit Studios.